Welcome to X's and O's NBA Breakdown, the podcast where we take a deeper look into teams, coaches, and trends of the NBA. I'm your host, Coach Mark Tinklenberg. It's time to settle in and enjoy as we talk about the league. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of X's and O's NBA Breakdown. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, 305 Culture, Knock If You Buck, Spanning the Spurs, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, LA Hoops, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, Lakers Fast Break, and At The Buzzer. Plus, our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoop Heads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, hoop heads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com slash team pricing to learn more. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com. Welcome to X's and O's NBA Breakdown. I am your host, Mark Tinklenberg. I am here tonight with Zach Walker and our man, our main man, Coach O. He's back again. He's back again. Uh, We are going to... um, We're going to start this by just saying, uh, please like and subscribe to our stuff on Instagram and Twitter, X underscore breakdown. I know I do this every show. I know by this point, you probably know where we're located at. Uh, we did Doesn't just get, matter. A, we did just get a, we got a hundred followers on, on Twitter now. So I mean, hey. not, bad, not bad for a couple months. Yeah. 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 got some high school teams starting to follow us some college teams too. So that's cool. Um, and any five-star review you give us, you know we appreciate it. Um, we've gotten some good stuff so far, some good comments on there, so keep them coming in. Um, so, so far in the NBA, guys, um, we're going to just kind of talk about this basically all episode here. Uh, we've had a plethora of injuries, and I know a lot of people um, are going to say, well, listen, NBA, uh, this is what you get for pushing a short offseason and players' bodies not being able to be prepared. Um, there's part of me that, and you guys can talk about whether you agree with that or not. Um, but there's part of me that agrees with it, but I also know that this stuff does happen every year, no matter how long the, or short the off season is. Um, luckily for the Lakers tonight, which is what we're going to start with AD on the way, AD on the way he's coming. He's coming back tonight, guys. He's going to be starting tip off in about 30 minutes. Um, AD's coming back to a Lakers squad that has held the fort down. LeBron James not too far behind. What was the record, Tank? Do you know off the top of your head the record? 15, I think, without. Yeah, which um, is exactly what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. 
to maintain and, and stay in that fifth spot, you know, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about, they could drop all the way down to eight. They might even be a play in game. You know, I didn't know. I didn't foresee them winning many games on that road trip. They end up going, uh, you know, I think they were two games over 500 on that road trip. They come back. They, they Now they're kind of basically been, they've just been 500. They win when they lose when they win, when they lose one. Well, now they got AD coming back and they got two thirds of this massive lineup now with Andre Drummond. And when LeBron comes back, they'll be basically back to full strength. So Lakers. What's our time frame on him, Tink? Sorry to interrupt you. Is he is he a couple weeks? Okay, two that's what weeks, I thought. Um, is what they're saying. And he's already uh, been cleared to do some on court stuff. So we'll talk about all the injuries in a little bit, but let's start this episode by talking about maybe how the Lakers were gifted. I, I saw something yesterday. You know, AD now with this rest officially got an entire offseason worth of time off. Um, so in in his first um, in his first interview with um, you know w- with questions from reporters and stuff, he he did say, "I'm a hundred percent healthy for the first time in a very long time." How does this impact the Lakers? How does this impact the West? What are we looking at moving forward uh, with the playoffs? Not too far away. So what I find can I, what I find very very interesting about this, and this is just a point. It's always better that the 1A player or the person who compliments... Um, so let me rephrase it. It's easier for a team to have some kind of like rhythm if the person playing off of someone is the person getting injured. So for instance, if you're looking at the Lakers scenario right now, what really surprised me was they just came into it and I noticed that these guys play defense, right? So automatically right now, the whole team kind of has that little juice and everything when you have someone like ad who is injured it's not the same thing as let's say a kevin durant or a james harden it's a big piece to what your team is trying to do but this is almost like a complimentary a plus so he's not going to be the one who's going to be making the most decisions off the ball handler it's still going to be schroeder so i still expect the lakers to be even more dominant now because they have been playing well without Without him, right, Andre Drummond has been playing very well. And just having a player that can play off of someone who's making decision-making, make the job easy for him, right, coming off those screens, passing, coming off those screens, making the shot, drawing the second defense, kicking, getting easy, some easy shots, some easy post-ups. I think that really helps the Lakers in that sense because everybody kind of learned how to get some experience. Everybody learned how to play. AD's coming back now is like a bonus, Right. So now you have your mid post, low post guy at the end of the game. So I'm excited to see what the Lakers are up to right now. Well, I like it a lot. And as as much as I know, Tink, you didn't want to see the injuries happen to your two biggest stars, but it does allow that experience. These guys have gotten to take a bigger role during this 30 game stretch, whatever it was, 30 game stretch to where you're going to need them to have that confidence going into the playoffs to hit shots to, you know, if if one of the stars isn't hitting the shots that they should be hitting or doing what they should, it just gives them that confidence going into the playoffs and looking at the standings, they couldn't, he couldn't be coming back at a better time. LeBron couldn't be coming back in a better time because you've got their uh, three games out of fourth place for having home court advantage. And we saw Denver have that injury with Murray. And that's who's in fourth spot. They're probably going to drop. They're still a great team. And I think that they're going to still be four or five, but 
if Lakers get home court advantage here in the playoffs when we weren't maybe expecting it, look out. Look out regardless, but look out if they got home court advantage. Um, so I think it's huge. I, I'm, I'm excited to see it, and AD is going to destroy the next couple weeks. I just have a feeling he's just going to light it on fire with Drummond, and then LeBron's going to come in, and they're just going to take over. And yeah, I'm really think about excited. it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go so ahead. yeah, sorry to cut you off, but think about it too. You got two Cinderella teams. You got Utah and Phoenix. Your reward for finishing in either first first place is you get the Lakers in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Great. Welcome great to the playoffs. <laughs> Good great job, season. guys. You did great. Valid. Very valid. And and, and to add on to that, I want to see. I'm really looking forward to seeing. Uh, AD and Drummond, um, you know, playing together, tag team in that post and that that paint area with AD being able to step out. Um, you know, something I've noticed about the Lakers is that Drummond has actually been doing a great – he has not been rewarded enough since he's been with the Lakers. If you watch film really closely or you stop the game really closely, he has had so many times where he has set the screen – and rolled and got the switch with a guard and has sealed about two feet from the paint. And the ball goes from wing to top and they don't give a direct pass to him. Uh, They wait for him to get to the other block and then they reverse it and feed it to him in a position where the defense can shift and get in those gaps. And I just know LeBron James and Anthony Davis are two guys that are going to make that pass. I think Andre Drummond's numbers will go up. Um, he's sitting at about 11 and eight right now. And I foresee that going up to about 17 and 10, um, just simply based on, he's going to get eight to 10 points off of those. You know, they, they run that little pick and roll with AD coming from the opposite block. He pops up drum and rolls. He seals direct entry from the top with Drummond getting a guy on his back about two feet from the rim. And those, everybody thinks it's going to be all these lobs to Drummond. It's not. That's not how he's going to be effective. He's going to get switches and he's going to punish people in the paint. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how those two uh, get it going together. Obviously, LeBron will kind of accelerate that when he gets in. And I think the Lakers are just, they're going to be too big. They're going to be too powerful in the paint to stop. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. He's going to play 15 minutes tonight, guys, all in the first half. And, and Piggy, he, will, he will sit the second half, but all minutes are going to be coming in the first half. So he will start tonight and all 15 minutes will be played in the first half. And piggybacking on what you said, the spacing, and this is like part of the X's and O's that we're talking about, the spacing that Drummond has to operate with a Kuzma, a KCP, a Dennis Schroeder, and let's say a Morris is not the same thing as the spacing with an AD, with a Braun, with a Schroeder, with a Kuz. You get what I'm saying? So, like, the buckets are going to be easier. Yep. The buckets are going to be easier, and you have willing passers. Yes, that's the key. Yep, you can just tell uh, Markeith Morris uh, and even Alex Caruso are guys that are catching that reverse. They are not comfortable. Kuzma, they're not comfortable making that quick catch, you know, look off his defender and zip it right over the head to Drummond down low. Um, and that's where he's going to be getting a majority of his points, like I'm saying. Um, the other part that I foresee, and I, I really want to know, guys, who is going to rebound over that lineup of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Andre Drummond in a playoff series where rebounding wins series a lot of times? Who's going to – who gets better than that? Well, I think you 
they have exactly when they're healthy, they have exactly the missing pieces that they might have missed when that Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee are gone. Now it's a huge part of their their team and what everyone were like, this is now their weakest link. You have a huge body in Drummond and you match that with a AD down low playing the four LeBron throwing whatever position he decides to play. I, there's nobody, there's not a team that I can see that can out rebound them on paper right now. Yeah. Good luck scoring over that uh, as well. I mean, teams are going to be forced to hit a high amount of three pointers uh, once all three of those guys are back. We saw what LeBron James does rotating at the rim. We obviously know what AD can do when healthy. And we've seen Andre Drummond be a massive disruptor around the rim. So Lakers in good shape. Okay. I, I, I do foresee Lakers in good shape. Um, and they held down the fort. This is not going to be the case across the NBA. You know, um, the Nets have only seen their guys play together, their three-star seven games total, and that is going to be the case all the way to the playoffs. So as you guys just said about the Phoenix Suns or the Utah Jazz finishing first and getting the Lakers in the second round, guys, Brooklyn might have to go through Milwaukee, through Philly, and through um, who's the last team I'm missing in the East? Who's the other super team in the East? I kind of like, I kind of like Miami and Miami and Miami. Like my- they might have to go through all three of those teams. It's a real possibility. You know, this is, this is where, this is where I do my rant. I am the master of hot takes. I've done a lot on Twitter. Um, I just, I just watch and I make these educated decisions on what I see. What you're looking at. And this is, again, part of like how basketball is operated. Your style of play in the NBA is based on your contract and is based on your style of play, right? Like your, your, your identity is based on your style of play and your contract, okay? Here in Brooklyn, you have three players who have been prolific scorers, prolific number one options at, from scoring whenever they've been on a team. Now you're asking them to all play together. Granted, James Harden has done a great job to distribute, right? But the problem with that is that you're not maximizing James Harden's potential. James Harden is not looking to score. When James Harden is dangerous is when he's, when he's looking to attack the rim, when he's looking to score. Based on what I've seen, I've noticed that the, the, the Nets roll better when Kevin Durant has the ball in his hands. You almost got to put Kyrie Irving at as, as a number three option on that team if you're trying to have some success. But now the problem is this. You haven't played everybody together. Okay. James Harden, James Harden is, is sacrificing what makes him James Harden to be able to distribute the ball. Kyrie Irving, I, I, I ask the simple question. How many catch and shoot threes will Kyrie Irving, is Kyrie Irving comfortable at staying in the corner? Yeah, is that his thing? Is that his thing? Too much adjustment is going to have to go there. And like like you said, like you said, think think about this. At the end of a game, we still don't know who has the ball. Us fans, us who watch basketball, we know. It's Kevin Durant. (laughs) We know. But now you're talking about someone who has been in the MVP conversation, James Harden, coming back. He's the main point guard. Maybe he wants to be the guy too. Kyrie Irving, you never know what's going on in Kyrie's mind. Like, I'm really wondering, there's a lot of stuff going in. But the biggest point right there is what a lot of fans are saying online. 
that I don't really appreciate is that they're just they're they're oversimplifying the game of basketball and it's almost like disrespecting our sport. They're saying that because there's three great scorers, it's going to have to work. No. First of all, in the playoffs, the possessions become shorter. You're going to have to knock down some mid-range shots. You're going to have to make some tough shots. And you have three guys who are rhythm players. Rhythm. Guys who need to dance with the basketball. How are you going to sacrifice the possession? There's only 24 seconds in the shot clock. KD can't dance, 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 not have the option pass. Kyrie can't dance, 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 have the option and pass. And it, how, that's, that's my thing. How is that going to work? And that's why I'm looking at teams like Miami, right? Because the roles just seem to fit. You're looking at Milwaukee. Even though they're not as good, I don't take Milwaukee. Um, I don't take Milwaukee over, like, let's say, a Miami or a Philly. Right now, I'm looking at fit-wise. I think Miami and Philly are very, very dangerous. Yeah. And that's why I said in the seven-game series, if Brooklyn is down, can you rely on Brooklyn to get stops? Yeah. Can, are you confident enough to be like Brooklyn's going to get stops? But what a lot of people are saying is that it's almost like they're expecting Brooklyn to lead through all of the playoffs, which is not going to happen. You're going to have to get some stops at some happen. point, guys. Yep, yep. I'm sorry about that, but no, you're it right. just grinds my gears. Preach on it. No, no, no. It's, Preach a, on it's a great point. It's a valid point. I've been seeing it all over as well. And quite frankly, they have not proven for one game that they can buckle down on defense. They have no interior defense. We have no uh, confidence. They're, they're we, we just not yeah, their perimeter defense is average at best. Average at best. Um, Kevin Durant, when if he's going to be the guy, we saw. Listen, if you watch that Lakers game, they turned him. They turned him into a playmaker. That is not his thing. I mean, he is a scorer, and that is it. So, how does he get enough touches? As you're talking about. How do you fit in anything defensively? I mean, what are they going to bring in a tough, grinded-out series against Miami? Boy, if I'm Brooklyn, I'm avoiding Miami like the plague. I would sacrifice games to not play them in the first round. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah, I, I don't uh, – with that, I, I, I just don't even buy that they're going to stay healthy. I, I just don't – I don't know. There, there's just this – I've never liked Brooklyn. I don't like this team that's put together. I, I don't think that it – I never have thought it would work. Yes, they can score some points. But, I mean, now KD – I mean, KD's legs, they keep getting some sort of injury. You know, Kyrie is – he's injury prone in the playoffs. James Harden is out till the playoffs. I mean, they're not exactly. see him until the playoffs exactly. from what I understand. Yeah. It, I just don't think that they're going to have time to put something together to be a playoff caliber NBA team. Philly, as we I said last episode, that is right now the team that is built for the playoffs in the East. And Milwaukee will still be really good. Don't take don't get me wrong. Milwaukee will be really really good. But Philly, if if Embiid stays healthy and that lower back stays okay, that is my team right now. That is the team to beat in the East. Yeah, and if I'm Milwaukee, I'm avoid Miami as well, as well right, Coach O? I mean, listen, yeah. we saw what they did to them last year. They would do the exact same thing, and I don't know that Milwaukee has enough to counter it. I just don't. I mean, Miami schemes, their schemes are too good. They're they're just they're too good for a team like Milwaukee. That's a more or less a one trick pony. Now they got a little bit more versatility with Drew Holiday. Maybe I, I would assume that that's going to help them in the playoffs, but is it going to be enough to carry them to four wins? Again, as you're saying, I'm in agreement with you. I'm in agreement with you as well, Zach. I think Philadelphia is a clear-cut powerhouse in the East, 
but guys, Miami Heat are going to be an I'm, issue for everybody. I'm a, I'm a, just for the sake of playing devil's advocate. Okay, Philly is at the top right now, but if you're looking at Miami, okay, the versatility on these different lineups to be able to attack the different the different matchups is what's key over here. Bam Adebayo was able to be a decision maker, kind of able to create shots for shooters like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Okay. By having him out there, you have different ways that you can attack certain defenses, which what ends up happening in the playoffs where most of the time defenses, sometimes they, they take away your first, they take away your second, right? So now you have to create. By having a five that's able to make decisions, Miami opens up that floor well, Okay. Philly has the exact same thing. I like I, what I like the most about Philly is that Ben Simmons has that versatility to him where he could kind of play off the ball, cut going to the basket, even though people knock him on him, tell him he can't shoot, but he could still cut to the basket, very strong rebound, push the ball transition. You know, he could do these things. What I like about Miami is just the versatility. So you're looking at Jimmy Butler. Look, think about this matchup. You got Jimmy, Victor Oladipo, Trevor Ariza, Andre Iguodala, Bam Adebayo. If you if you tell me that these guys have to lock down, look, guys, we got to win the next two minutes, and these guys have to lock down? This is fun, guys. It's fun. Yeah, that, and, that is and a Let me circle back. The only thing I wonder for them is, you know, Oladipo's out indefinitely. They don't know what's going on with this knee right now. He's got this, the soreness in his knee, and, and it's obviously it's the same leg that he had his surgery on and all that. Um but here's the thing. I, I don't even really think that they need him. That's how good Miami is at, 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 as a good playoff NBA team. I don't think that it is necessary for them to make noise in the playoffs that they have them. I think they'll go further with them if he can get healthy. I don't think it's necessary that they actually have him. That's how good I think that coaching staff and that team, so what good. they do. I, I completely agree with that. Chris, think about it. Chris Dunn, Goran Dragic, yeah, they're is, low. You know, Tyler Hero, Duncan. Guys everywhere. Forget it. And hey, Trevor Ariza, sneaky, sneaky pickup. Sneaky. Dude. That's a sneaky yeah, pickup, guys. Because that's a big wing that could guard. Yeah. Which is what they're going to need if they're going to play against guys like Philly and uh, Milwaukee. 100%. He's, he's, going to, he's going to make winning plays and he's going to lock down somebody defensively. For like you said, you know, those two, three minutes crunch time, count on Trevor Ariza, count on Bam Adebayo, count on Andre Iguodala. Those are guys you can count on to do the things that you need to do to win in playoffs. So in the West, in the West, so that's that's our East in the West, guys. Uh, injuries mounting up as well. We talked about Jamal Murray earlier with the ACL. Unfortunate for Denver because I, it felt like things were really coming together. You know, they won a bunch in a row with the Aaron Gordon trade. Uh, they have Jokic playing MVP level. He probably should win the MVP um, looking at it statistically and just how good he is. Um, and then, you know, Jamal Murray was rounding back into form. I know he'd struggled a little bit this year, but he was really coming around. Um, everything around that team was fitting finally. Um, and now, honestly, if you're a Lakers fan, you're you're probably hoping that that's who you play in the first round without Jamal Murray. That's how important he will be for them to be successful in the playoffs, in my opinion. Um, so the Nuggets go down. Um, you know, you have Donovan Mitchell with a with a high ankle sprain. He'll he'll be okay and he'll return. But will that bump them out of that top spot? And we've talked about this a lot on this uh, on this show. 
you know, that's a team that in from the outside looking in, that's a team that would really benefit from taking that one seed all the way through the playoffs. Um, I felt like that was kind of what they were really pushing for this year. You know, I know we're young. I know we got bounced when we probably shouldn't have last year. Um, and we're coming back and we can get this one seed and everybody has to come through Utah. And I felt like that was kind of their upper hand in the playoffs um, just based on their roster. Their roster is oddly constructed, actually. It's it's kind of a hodgepodge of dudes, but Quinn Snyder can really coach and they really defend and they can really shoot. I mean, they're the highest shooting three-point team in, in the NBA this year. Um, but I feel like this could bump them out of first, and if it bumps them out of first, man, I don't know. I'm not saying it, it impacts them in the first round, um, but it might. Yeah, do you who you got if Utah's got to play Portland in the first round? And that was that was always my thing. Like it's just when the playoff comes, it's just the game is different. So if you're looking at Utah, Donovan Mitchell is going to be at the center of that scouting report. So we're going to require other guys to create. So in just in that sense, I feel like right now Joe Ingles is not handling the ball enough. I feel like he's going to have to be an important player for these guys when it comes to the playoffs. Um, can I rely on Rudy Gobert to create his own shot? Not really. So if I neutralize Donovan Mitchell, I'm neutralizing Gobert at the same time. And that's where I think, and, you know, I, I got to give another hot take, you know, if, if they end up playing Golden State in the first round, guys, you're not sweeping Golden State. <laughs> Oh, hey, bring it back for the people. You said this a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Oh. We talked about this early. If Utah plays Golden State in the first <sighs> round, oh, man. Guys, Steph Curry, I, I, oh, boy. It's a different ballgame. Like, think about it. Steph, Draymond, Wiggins is playing good, but Wiggins doesn't have to do – the thing is that Wiggins doesn't have to do too much. Think about that. Like, it's – it's it's mind blowing. It's really just about matchups. But the way that team is constructed, they shoot a lot of threes. It's great get to the paint. But in the playoffs, teams will guard will guard your drive. You it'll, it, they'll guard the rim on the kickouts. They'll close out at the three. Are you able to hit those mid range jump shots? That's the thing. That's the game right now. It is why the Lakers won last year. Anthony Davis scorched the mid-range. Uh, nobody had a matchup for that. And then you tack on, you get a little bit hot from the three-point line, and, and you end up, you know, you end up running away with a series based on that. You're right. I mean, it's mid-range at the rim. That's what it is in the playoffs. And you better be able to finish your contact with the rim, and you better be able to find the way to make some mid-range shots. Um, so that's Utah Phoenix, who I think personally is the best team in basketball right now. Um, I don't know what happened tonight. I know this is Zach's team. I know Mike hits on them a lot. We constantly talk about CP3 in, in, on this show. Zach, Suns are healthy right now. What happens if they bump to the one seed? Suns are good. <laughs> They're really good. They're eight and two in their last ten. Um, I they when I look at them going at a. I mean, depending on play-in game, what they'll maybe play a Dallas if they hold the second spot, a Dallas or a Portland, depending on where they where they go. 
CP3 is just doing his thing for that team. You know, Coach O, that, that is, again, I keep bringing up, this is my point guard. I mean, like, CP3 is my point guard to lead any any team right now as far as his leadership. He just has them out here balling. Now, what's so interesting with it is that they're still in a, a prove-it you know, the, we haven't seen Phoenix be good in so long. It's almost like I, you get you get really amped up, and where I like, would I would I be like overly surprised if they lost in the first round by surprise? Probably not. Like yeah, that's, a good, that's a good point. I was kind of thinking the same. Yeah, thing, like, you know, like they're, they're so good at, but this is regular season, and it, it it makes it gives me that little that little bit of fear to kind of go, hey, this is a team that everyone should watch out for. Like again, we just said this a bunch of times playoffs are different things are going to change depending on this matchup with phoenix in the first round i could see them making it to a second a third or i can see them being eliminated still it just depends yeah. on what it's going to be complete matchups in the west yeah what are what's the current if, if playoffs were to start today what what are what are the first um let's just assume the eighth seed gets in eighth and seventh seed yeah. get in what are the current matchups so you've got Utah, Memphis, Phoenix, Dallas, Clippers, Portland, Denver, Lakers. Clippers, Portland. Mm-hmm. I'm Yikes. thinking. I'm thinking Portland on yep. that one. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm Portland. And as bad as as bad as Portland started off their season, people were talking about, oh, this, that, that, that. I think they did what they had to do. They did what they had to do. And when it comes down to it, at the end of a game. If I have Dame, CJ, Mello, Nurkic, and Covington, you're in pretty good shape <laughs> at the end of a game. That's the yeah. bottom line. Yeah. And that's and that's my also my fear with teams like the Clippers, teams like um uh Phoenix. Those that's that's my little concern is does their best five is it better than like Portland's best five? Is it better than the Lakers' best five? That's my thing. Like, there's a experience comes into it, and I think it could be an interesting uh, segue in the playoffs. Yeah, I just want to throw out that Dennis Schroeder, KCP, or Kuzma, whichever LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Andre Drummond. Holy mother, that's a squad! <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Like you said, I we wish the very best of luck to whoever sees that in the playoffs. They're going to be really good. At it. Can they get their rhythm? They showed last year in the bubble that LeBron doesn't need much time to get the, to get everybody on the same page. That is what separates him. That is what makes him the best player in the world. And I think we would all agree on that, right? I mean, he doesn't need any time. And a few years ago, just two, three, sorry, three seasons ago, he was out the entire preseason. Um, and with a high ankle sprain, similar to this, uh, was out six weeks, came back um, for the first game of the season and did what LeBron does and dropped a nice, uh, I think it was 28, uh, 11 and eight or something like that, right off the bat, uh, fresh off an injury, hadn't played one lick of basketball other than his own personal little workouts. Um, you know, the Lakers are going to be they're still going to be the team to beat in the West. Coach O, you've been saying that all season. Mike's been saying it. Zach, you've been saying it. We're all in agreement on that. The Lakers, no matter what happens, if they're healthy, they're the team to beat in the NBA. Um, and that's going to be the bottom line moving forward. Um, 
So the only last thing I wanted to ask you guys was if you had to pick an NBA finals right now, um, if you had to pick, you know, we're going through this a little bit. Uh, who do you see in the NBA finals um, at the end of the year? You know, we, and you can even throw in like, you know, a team that might be in a play-in game right now um, that could make a run because honestly, both conferences are really, really good right now. And it's fun to see. So who do you guys foresee uh, making it through this gauntlet in the playoffs? Zach, you want to take this? <laughs> uh, not the Pacers. Um, the, let's see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Lakers Philly. I, I really do think that Philly can make it to the finals, um, not with absolute ease. I don't think they're the team that's gonna just like run with it in the East, but I could see them being that. And I could still see them winning a couple games against the Lakers. Lakers will win, but I could see them stealing a couple games from the Lakers. I really, I do think so. If Embiid has a big night here and there, I think that they could space out the floor with their shooters and Embiid plugging up the middle, but they're not going to do that. Again, we've got Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis down low. Tobias Harris is their four. So, I mean, they're going to get destroyed by the Lakers regardless, <laughs> but I can see them winning one or two. I'll give them one or two, but I think that's my, that's my two teams that I, I see right now coming out of there. Miami would be, I wouldn't be surprised if there would be just a repeat of last year's finals. I just, I wouldn't be surprised if Miami just ran the gauntlet again, like they did in the bubble because they are built for the playoffs, but I don't see, I don't see Brooklyn making it to the finals right now. Not right now. I just don't. That's interesting. That's very interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a little on, I'm on the fence about Brooklyn still. I still want to see how they're going to end up, how they're going to end the season, but obviously um, conference finals, Miami, Philly, you know, if they don't meet in the second round. Right. Um, I got Lakers in the West. So if I had, I'll go another way. I'll give you a sleeper team. I, I think golden state, man, Like, I don't know, man. I think Golden State and Portland are two teams to look out for in the West. I think it's it's just champion experience. I think those are the two teams to watch out for. Thank you, guys. That is our episode tonight. Um, we will be back next week um, with some updated stuff and um, hopefully some video to finally go along with this. Uh, now that we've had some time and now that I'm done with the season, I've been looking into it a little bit more, and I know Coach O does that a lot. Um, but hopefully yes, with sir. some video to go with this stuff. So, Coach O and Zach, thanks for joining me tonight. Uh, for all of us at X's Nose NBA Breakdown, we bid you adieu, and we will see you next time. Mamba on three. One, two, three. Mamba. Mamba. Peace out. <laughs> Peace. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of X's and O's NBA Breakdown. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please like, subscribe, or comment on any of our social media sites at X underscore Breakdown. See you next week, and remember, Mamba on three.